And just by the skin of his teeth, Rich gets in there. Like. Yes, hello. <laughs> Everybody, that is UK Cowboys TV Season 2, Episode 102. Uh, and it is, of course, the draft edition. This week, we're going to be looking at the quarterback position uh, and prospects, as well as Dak Prescott, and how what? it all uh, falls into position with the Cowboys at the 10th pick. So get your comments in, guys. Get uh, your thoughts, feelings, and all the rest of it as we break this down this week. Uh, but this week, we've got the three wise kings here with us. We've got Paul, Jamie, and Rich. Uh, how are you all doing, guys? When you mentioned we're, when you mentioned we're talking about quarterbacks and that, oh, fantastic, great. This should be fun. Oh, you, you know, you know. On, the, um, on the 2020 and stuff tonight, I need to get him through this year. <laughs> <laughs> Why, what's wrong with the quarterback position then, Paul? Explain. Give us a, we'll start it off right from the very beginning. What's wrong with the quarterback position? Well, it's either we're going to sign that or not, but I'm just like, if we do sign that, then there's no need to talk about quarterbacks, if you know what I mean. Very true. But there is another reason to talk about quarterbacks, because it is vitally important for the 10th pick. We'll get into that. Um, a bit later on as we drop down um, through the show. Uh, but yeah, uh, we're going to look into that. But obviously, first of all, some news Ooh. and updates as we always get into uh, the beginning of the news uh, and all the rest of it. Uh, the only bit of news that has come out uh, this week is that the Cowboys have turned around and they've said that they are looking to... Um, Basically, uh, tag Dak for another year. Now, just before people kick off, it this stage of tagging Dak, it's not really that much of an issue. It's basically to keep him in the building, to keep the contacts, uh, contract talks flowing. Um, but for you guys, what do you think? Is there anything in that? Do you think that it's going to be another year playing under the, uh, under the tag, or do you just think this part of the process? We're not going to do a Kirk Cousins. We're not going to do a Kirk Cousins situation where we're paying double the tag money. Like, uh -huh. it, it just, like Jerry would be dumb enough, like, would be dumb to even think about actually paying that amount of money just for one season. Nah, considering coming back from that amount of injury, he would want to just Try and put them on the tag, like still send them to the tag. Yeah. But but you can still re renegotiate to break that once you've got a long term contract signed up. So that's the whole plan anyway. So um I mean it has to happen, if that's the case. The long term deal it has to happen regardless if he signs that um tender for the uh God franchise for the tag. tag. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It has to happen. There's no, there's no, 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 no Fs, no buts. I, we were, I went about it with, to um, Steve over uh, um, Super Bowl night and then over the last couple of days. If that's the quarterback of this franchise, mm -hmm. it has to be done. There's no way on earth it, it can it can play. Like like Paul says, what's point? What what's I think actually would say that what's the um, what would be the, the hit for the cap this year? It's basically works out to be about 39 million. Well, if, if it's 39 million, then you might as well just pay him 40 and get it done with. Exactly. That's, 
if, if he's the QB of this franchise, he's got to be done. If not, and before people slag me off, I'm a fan of Dak. I want Dak to get signed. But if if they don't want him, then just 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 let's just cut ties and let's let's look at one in the draft or let's look at try to pick one up in a trade. Do you know what I mean? <clears> there's, <throat> there's no point thinking about paying him 39 million. Oh, it's not going to sign him. And it does seem weird when you think last year, what they went through, that uh, they signed um, Blake Jarwin for a long-term contract. They signed Amari Cooper to a huge contract. They drafted well, Amari... Well, well, not, not necessarily. He took a team-friendly deal as well. It did, yes, in that respect. But it was still a huge deal. Yeah. As it turns out, as it always does with these sort of deals, Amari Cooper... Looks like a big contract to kick off things uh, like last year. You go, oh, wow, 22 million. You start looking at the sort of contracts that wide receivers are going to get. This year doesn't look so bad. So it always works the same way in these roundabout fashion. But they do that. They draft C.D. Lamb. And the bit that I find a bit weird is you do all of that. And then you don't sign the guy who's throwing them the ball. Does that? Do you see where I'm coming from? Does it not make a lot of sense. But yeah. I did say, I, go on, go on, Paul. Yeah, no, no I, told, I, I was just saying I totally agree. Like, I mean, what's the point of getting an our quarterback that has not built any chemistry with those red receivers in the past that, that's actually earned them those contracts? You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I, I think one of the other arguments you could look at as well, I know we've been having kind of comments and, and chats in the, in, the, in the Facebook group. Um, yeah. People say, go out and get um, Watson. Well, the only way the Cowboys are potentially going to get Watson is you're going to have to get Dak to agree to sign and then trade him. And it's going to cost you at least three first-round picks if Matthew Stafford costs two. It's never going to happen. We're not. But I mean, that's the yeah. only way it's going to happen. And to be fair, and I've seen, and this is no knock on Deshaun Watson because he's a good receiver. But if you look at uh, Watson, Watson, you mean Watson, What's he done in Houston that Dak hasn't done in, in Dallas? Yeah, people like him. Stats, uh, stats are more measurable. Like, 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 like pretty much near, like, if, that, if not, Dak is, is more better than uh, insurance than respect. Yeah. That's over, what the, I mean. over, over, over the course of how long they've played in the league, I'd still pick Dak ahead of Deshaun. Oh, exactly. That's it. He's stats of So why pay but all, the, same, all the draft picks to get a, a QB that's played not to the same standard that Dak's been playing? He's taking a step yeah. back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But here's yeah. one for you. I, I'll ask you, you know that, all that, of you that, this that, question. That, that comment... Perfect, perfect summary of it. Yeah, definitely. And I'll get to a, another point that is absolutely huge in and in, instrumental in signing Dak this year. It's because of what could happen potentially next year. Um, get to that later down in the show as well. Um, but so, here's a question for you on just Sean Watson, and I'll, I'll ask you lot and everybody watching as well. I just want you to, in one small sentence, finish this. Deshaun Watson is better than Dak because. 
He's he not. doesn't play for the Dallas Cowboys. You can't finish that sentence, can you? I can't. I can't. But uh, just to, I want to go back to this comment where DG Dog just mentioned there is yeah, that sure. if, he, if he's under the franchise tag next season, Dak is gone after that. It's like if he's playing under the franchise tag, then yeah, I would I can yeah. imagine. So like like but we do need to put him in the franchise tag so therefore we can keep the negotiations going to get him on it that is, long-term deal. Because once we've done yeah. the long-term deal, that franchise tag goes gone. That's it. That that four that four year or five year contract, whatever that may, may be. That will take precedence over that. Yeah. So, and we won't take much of a cap hit and whatever, and that, and and, and kind of backs up a uh, Lauren's point here. Really need to get him signed long term, tagging him, see if he has the ability to get any free agents, even for depth. And that is so true. And that's one thing that we've lacked big time this year was depth in our team. Even in you know, the. Sorry, we think Steve, Steve would, um, we, me and Steve will comment as well. Or it also does he play him on the tag this year? Also, potentially could hinder team morale. Mm. Of course, it does. Of course, it does. You've got one guy that's betting on himself repeatedly, has won every time, and he doesn't get a deal, which basically says that the team don't value him, um, or the, the the leadership doesn't value him. It's not a very good speak. Um, yeah, not a, not a very good look. Um, with regards to the news that came out, I mean, I thought it was a load of rubbish, to be honest. I thought it was no news. Um, Are you talking about the Washington thing? No, I'm on about them saying that they're going to, they anticipate in signing him, and if not, they're going to tag him. That came out on the Saturday, like way at the start. Mm -hmm. It's like, no shit. Like, we've known that all along since last year. They were either going to tag him again or they were going to sign him. How, How is this news? All that was, all that reeked of was... It's the day before the Super Bowl. Cowboys are back in the media again. That's all that was to me. It was and, a no news story. And 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 this is no disrespect to Dak, but the balls are more in the Cowboys' court in this one. They have the more power say to say, "Well, you are coming back from this injury." Now they can still offer them that same type of contract from what they offered last year. Like yeah, and and, it's, and if I was Dak, I would take it because. No other team will offer him that type of money because he just came back from that injury. For start, this is yeah, this is the thing, and I, I think we've said it before was that it's how is this injury going to make him feel now in terms of mentally being able to bet on himself? Because yeah. yeah, exactly because of that. Because I mean, at the end of the day, he's now felt for a second, even if it was just for a second, he thought, "Crap, what am I going to do now? I haven't got a deal past this year. I'm on a franchise tag." If this has happened, if I'd have just signed the deal, my you know X Y Z amount would have been guaranteed. Um, and, and here's the thing: if he, if he, like the whole point of that was to sign a four year contract was for him to earn an even bigger contract in the next four exactly. years. Exactly. So, so he has no freeway. Like, like, well, if in Dag's position here, he can't really argue what's been offered to him right now. He can't really. The yeah, the only thing is is that it's not necessarily Dak. Arguing the deal, arguing for the deal. It's his uh, agent. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, That's someone. The only just, thing. Yeah, someone just kind of mentioned that in the comments. That uh, let me see. And he has come back from injuries before, specifically ankle injuries. Yeah, when he was younger. There we go. Are you looking? Yeah, his um, his agent is. We're not. We're not arguing hundreds or thousands of dollars. 
They're arguing millions. It's mil- what the fuck? I mean, no, no majority of this of the people on this planet will not earn a million pounds in their lifetime, and they're arguing over millions over a length of a contract. It's absolutely ludicrous. Uh, that's what it is, Jamie. When you're when, when, yeah, you're, yeah. when, when you're a professional athlete, uh, just the way it is. I mean, I mean look at all the contracts that's going about in the NBA right now. I mean, oh, yeah, that's, sure. that's a different sport, but extra couple of millions there and there makes a hell of a difference. That could be a brand new Lamborghini or a brand new house for them, for for example. <laughs> yeah, it's like Rich Wood just says, as if we can bloody earn that in our lifetime, you know? It's just, it just makes you want to bang your head against the wall, doesn't it? It's like, I couldn't... Oh, yeah, of course it does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... Millions. Yeah, you, you need to sort of dissociate from that a bit and just be like, well, at the end of the day, it's just a guy negotiating himself a contract that he thinks he's worth at the end of the day, and it just happens that that's an industry that deals in millions, not thousands or hundreds. I think when you mentioned, obviously, about his, it's more his agent, it always, it always kind of flicks me back to... You always hear about I can't remember the agent's name in in, in baseball. The guy that was um, it's Bryce Harper's agent. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. And like literally, he just he just like he pretty much holds an MLB teams to ransom, and it's yeah. just ludicrous you know, that, that someone's got so much power when clearly from what we've all we've heard, Dak wants to play for the Cowboys. It's like you yeah, know what I mean. It's just obviously his agent's running through his ear and he's got all that. See that? See, see, see Jamie, you're, 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 you're right there, Jamie. The problem was the last last time was that bloody Todd France ruined everything. He was trying yeah. to get more money for himself rather than thinking about his client. Because yeah. he brought that big bluster deal for um, Tannehill for the Titans, right? Mm-hmm. And, he's thinking, and he's thinking, oh, I'm wondering if I can do the exact same for basically trying to fleece Jerry Jones. <laughs> not gonna happen no chance it wasn't you know even I, mean? I don't even think it was that to be honest because I oh, saw honestly, you know, Todd France literally tried to fleece the Jones no no no, no. I, I think I think he, he, he did something else because I I found this out um, earlier in the week I watched um, he, he was tra- he was a video to- from Mike Fisher right yeah. on um, on YouTube basically saying that it wasn't necessarily trying to fleece Jerry Jones if you look at that okay. year Last year, there were three guys. Oh, there's you know, France, Mr. France. He left his old um, company. Agency. He, was due to, yeah. Yeah, agency, he left yeah. his old agency yeah. to go and join a new one. He happened to take with him Dak Prescott and I think two or three other guys, all on franchise tag deals. That's a lot of guaranteed money for you to take to a new agency to make your name. And yeah. then the next year, try and get him a deal. Straight away, you've got a bank of people. You're going to get money straight off the bat. The commission he's going to get, the commission the new agency is going to get, and then potential deals future on. And they're made with that new agency, by the way, and with him. That is no coincidence, as they always say. Follow the money, and I, th- I think that's exactly what's happened. That gi- that well, gives me more confidence that this deal is going to get done this year. Oh, oh yeah, because now uh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah, a plan. Uh, yeah, because he's gone now. He's he's in he's, my opinion. He's, yeah. he's got, got too fuck. Thank God for that, because yeah. he literally ruined. The fact that we could have actually had more potential salary cap space for that season, yeah, like last, that, that, well, last season essentially. Yeah, but he, he screwed if up. Season, he, he, if if that situation wasn't in play, with the agent leaving, going to a new agency, mm-hmm. that deal would have got done last year. I honestly believe that. Absolutely, I totally agree. Like, and and the thing is, people don't realize. Like, some people just don't really um, realize that. The agents are the ones that are doing the talking. The players have no say-so. They are basically there just to sign the deal 
it's all left. It's between the agent and the the general manager owner, which is Jerry Jones, obviously, and Stephen. Right, they'll be there, but Dak's not there in the negotiation process. See, like it's yeah. the it's always the agent that has to say so. It's like no, nah, that's not good enough. You blah 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 blah, and basically they just give the contract to. Prescott or whoever that player may be and tell him, sign the dotted line, got you the best contract I could get, pretty much. Do you know who have a whisper in his ear? Tyron Smith. Bang goes the days of Tyron Smith saying, this is, this is what I want. You, you help me through my injury spell. Just give me this. I'll ask for no more money and we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, and, and you know, you're quite right in what you're saying with Todd France and and his agent. And in some respects, the players aren't actually allowed to talk to the no. team about certain parts of their. Con- no. It's actually written up that they're not allowed to talk about it. Yeah. Um, but also, the only other bit of news and update that uh, has come through, <laughs> which is a bit of a non-factor, and it has been mentioned mm-hmm. by the Dallas Cowboys media team. Uh, was about Dak not being in the uh, hype video for 2021. Uh, You can read into it. Read into it as much as you want. Derek Eagleton has come out, uh, spoken and said it was an oversight and they do apologise. I mean, say what you want about it. To me, yeah. Um, But okay then. Uh, Apart from that as well, the Bucks won the Super Bowl. Very interesting game. Absolutely. Mm. I, I tell you the O line. The O line. I, I, I was going to mention before the game the O line for the I Chiefs. Right. Bad. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. Even though, mm. even though, even though I publicly stated on the show that I thought when Jeff Reinbold was on, I thought the Chiefs were going to win. I changed my answer a couple of days before the game, and mm-hmm. I, I commented on our. Our fantastic sponsor, oh, right? Sorry, there we go. Cowboys Experience is a wee competition thing. Uh, they, they Yours is here, by the way, Rich. Yeah, yeah. So, I, need, I, I lived the closest, and I still haven't gotten it. So, <laughs> so, so I left. So I left a comment. I'm thinking. I don't know what the exact score is going to be, but I know the Bucks are going to win by ten or more points. And yeah, who's a blower? Like, no, I don't think anyone saw that. Fun. I don't think anybody saw that. I had, a, had a, I had a gut feeling. And it, was just, it just happened just a couple of days before the game. I had a gut feeling that Brady was trying to get a seventh thing. I really did. And and you cannot say a bad thing about his performance, Brady. That, well, you could, no. say, you, you could say about his performance in the boat party, to be fair. That was quite funny. Nah, <laughs> no, that was quite funny. He looked absolutely wrecked. Oh, man. Like, and, and this, I, I tell you one thing, and it just makes you realise like, how much of a strict rule is it like in New England and for Tom Brady to actually feel like he's actually kind of been like he's actually kind of been more out there now no one's yeah, ever seen no, no yeah. the videos a bit as well there, there, was, there was the one where he threw the trophy across but then someone on the other <laughs> ball was stood behind I think Austin was I think Austin was the only one in our show that said he think the Bucks would win I think so congrats to you my friend well done. I think you did. I think you're right. Give yourself yes. a pat on the right. back and a BZ. Let's get into this then, guys, because this is extremely important. Let's look at the 10th pick. Uh, now, we'll break it down in each episode even further and further and further again. Um, but this episode is only looking at the quarterbacks 
for two reasons. The first reason we've already spoken about, which is Dak's pre- uh, Dak Prescott's contract. Um, now, everything that we speak about from this episode, uh, really not, not this episode, but the next following, so episode 103 onwards, is completely moo if <laughs> Dak doesn't get his big contract signed. The first reason being, which I've had a look at, is if you're going into the draft this year and Dak is only on a franchise tag, you have questions of quarterback long term. Pretty much that's, that's the case over and out. Done. You have to take a quarterback this year, that being the case, right? Two reasons. One, you can't have questions. And two, next year's quarterback class is not very good at all. I mean, it's the complete opposite of this year. I mean, you've got two guys you can really talk about, and that's it. So, really, the heat is on at this point. Um, mm-hmm. I've gone forward. Now, if, of course, that gets a long-term contract between now and then, that makes this episode pointless. But it's mm-hmm. got to be covered. So, first of all, guys, I, who who's in agreement that, at minimum, three quarterbacks are going to go in the first ten picks. We'll say first nine, because that was yeah. the tenth pick. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. Um, I say there is a possibility that five actually could go. I That would be pretty crazy, but there are five. So, we've all looked into it. this. I've got, yeah, I've got five I mean, in the top 15 in my mind. Yeah. I mean, my, my my top five, I got one, two, three, uh, yeah, which is five. Five could very possibly go. Obviously, that would be a team trading up, somebody like the 49ers or the Patriots. Uh, I could see get trying to get ahead. Um, you don't even know, mind you, what, what the Eagles are going to do with the minefield <laughs> that is. Yeah, their, their cap space and all the rest of it. <laughs> uh, and if we should have put it in the news and updates. They are trying to ship Carson Wentz. Yeah, who's gonna? What a shame. That's a nah question, right? So, ah. right, there's no talk about Russell Wilson there, maybe going. Yeah, that was, that was a rumor going wrong. Right, so we've yeah. got you've got Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, and Deshaun Watson are potentially looking for new teams to be traded. I mean, what is going on? Not even just. <laughs> not even just he's looking. Not even just he's looking, it was a mm, Cowboys. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, the heat is on, as we say, that by, I think, really, I say April is your limit. If it's yeah. not done by April, that means it's been two years. And if it's not going to be done in two years, it's not going to be done in the next two weeks, which would be, you know, um, for the draft, which, by the way, Big news on that coming up very shortly. Um, <laughs> but let's first of all, right, guys, we'll break it down into the top five guys uh, that are going, and then we'll look at the draft rankings, if you like. <laughs> so first of all, the number one, the number one quarterback uh, consensus at the moment, uh, who is one of Paul's favourite players coming out in the draft this year, is Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> right, we do have to talk about him because obviously he's the number one quarterback, but Paul is not happy. First of all, let's get Paul's take. Paul doesn't I'm, want to talk about him. No, I want to give you 
what what is it that puts you off about Trevor Lawrence? And then we'll go through everything amicably. I think he's going to be a big massive failure. I really do. Explain. Explain. Reiterate. I just think the pressure's going to be too much for him. Right. Just the way how he's been conducting himself for calls to the the way it's going to be into the post is going to get even worse. I mean, we've seen mm-hmm. this from number one overall draft picks. Look, take James Winston, for example. Mind all the hype and gossip all about him when he was at uh, the Seminoles all these years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah. Look at him now. I can see that exactly happening to him. Everyone can say, oh, he's going to be a once-in-a-generation quarterback. How many times have we heard that over the past six, seven years regards to all these number one overall quarterbacks? I'm sick mm-hmm. of it, right? There's been quarterbacks being drafted later in the fucking round. They've actually turned up to be better. For example, Lamar Jackson. There we go. You know what I mean? So it means absolute jack shit. Me, personally, I think he's going to be a big, massive failure. End of story. Okay. Well, I mean, one of the guys who was also touted many moons ago as being a generational change in is what Trevor Lawrence is uh, comparison to. And a lot of people are saying it, and you can see it. And that's Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck, obviously, you can say what you want about Andrew Luck, but his issues were more with his offensive line just being soggy paper bags uh, and just getting him crushed. But can bloody sunshine take a bloody hat like Andrew Luck? I don't think so. Um. Yeah, I mean, but the the thing you've got to look at with with Trevor Lawrence is his size. too, too, Too busy playing a bit with his fucking locks, no doubt. (laughs) <laughs> but I mean look uh, uh, with Trevor Lawrence it's his size and his measurables he's big he's tall big hands and he's extremely mobile but while you watch is his footwork insanely perfect in terms of how he uses his feet and his legs within the pocket and to escape uh, watch well, just watch a YouTube video and watch him move into his left Paul and watch how he makes his, the off-platform throw move into his left. Because for a right-handed quarterback, that's the more harder throw to make. And he he, he makes them every time. Um, out of structure and his pre-snap and his leadership are both brilliant. Um, but one thing I will tell you, uh, it, it, there is one of the things, one of the issues he's got is his ha- he's only a half-field read quarterback. Is first of all, he does lock onto his first read, but he's a half read guy. One of the things Justin Fields, which he's better at than yes, um, Justin Fields, is better at it that than Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, is that although Trevor Lawrence does, uh, has, sorry, Justin Fields will do it. He will lock onto his first read. Watch what they both do in seven step drops. In a seven step drop, Lawrence. Won't go through his reads, but Justin Fields will. And I think in the NFL, that's more translatable. Both uh-huh. are, are, are really good. But, yeah, it, it's the, with Trevor Lawrence, he does take a lot of sacks because he gets sticky in the pocket. You watch, he plants that foot and he's hopping in 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 the pocket. He takes a lot of sacks because of it. Um, but the big one for me that is kind of worrying is his deep pass consistency. If you watch it, sometimes on the deep passes, he can be inconsistent. And then the big one, which has cropped up, is he's having shoulder surgery next week. But it's his non-throwing arm. 
But a lot, okay. of people, a lot of people said that couldn't throw the deep ball, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, have you got to take Jamie on Trevor Lawrence on Sunshine? What have you got? Um, It's been slam dunk for months, and he's going to go number one overall, like you said. Yeah. He seems to get a team to rally around him. So for, for me, it's, it, it's it's not what the Jags do. It's it's that. Let's just tick that that pick off because the Jags are going to take him. There's no way on earth they're going to pass on him. Um, I think if Justin Fields would have had a better um, national championship game, then I think this would have gone a bit more to the wire. But um, it's all it's all about what the Jets do now at number two. Yeah, yeah. I, and is this a concern then for, I mean, you, Paul and Rich, that Trevor Lawrence, like you're saying that he, you, you've got a gut feeling he's going to be a flop. Is it more that he's going to go to the Jags? I, I don't know, mate. I don't know. I mean, when, when we see Sunshine, I refer uh, Trevor Lawrence as the quarterback from the replacements. That cocky <laughs> arsehole <laughs> from the replacements who's literally just there for the money pretty much that's the way I, I i am i can envision trevor lawrence and i can i understand the sunshine reference but i the sorry what was the original question mate <laughs> that, that you said that you've got a gut feeling he's gonna flop yeah. is that because that he's gonna be going to the jags i don't i don't really i don't think it necessarily cares unless he goes to the Colts, then that might change my mind but that's not gonna happen do you know that? I think sometimes, and not I'm not disagreeing with Paul, but I think sometimes because he seems to have this kind of this rough kind of won't say so much for sick, but like he's in there, he always looks serious and never looks like he smiles. But when you actually listen to him talking, he seems really soft spoken and a bit of an approachable guy. I just don't know. Like I say, he, I he's very intelligent. Him. You listen yeah. to his interviews. You listen to his interviews, like you say, yeah, and, and he's quite. Intelligent in when he's speaking, you know, and articulate. Um, but I mean, Rich, have you got a take on Trevor Lawrence, um, or should we move on to to the JF? I haven't looked at quarterbacks really that much at all. Um, okay, I'm leaning more towards. You know, I'll preempt with that, but I'm leaning more towards Paul's way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like quarterbacks. Due to pressure, can't I I can't trust a quarterback that can't go through his reads. He, he, I mean, he does. It's it just it's sometimes he gets stuck. He, he de- you, you can see he gets stuck in, in two different places, usually on his his half-field reads, and the other one is in the pocket. He gets sticky feet sometimes. And you see that in his sacks, and you just got to look which at is, the sack numbers and you'll see it. Which is great. So it's like, so he's not escaping the pocket if his number one, one and two options are gone. Oh, or he his will. safety valve's gone. Like we saw with um certain safety valve that was taken away the other night by a defense um, someone all of a sudden couldn't do anything. Oh, and he's also there's accuracy issues in terms of the deep ball. Um, none of that adds up very well. Now I know that's a bit of a perfect storm, but it just it, uh, there's there's no great quarterbacks in the league that are inconsistent with how often they go through reads, and you don't want someone like that in a situation where you know pressure's coming. You're going down to win a ball game. It's been a tough game all night. And you know they're probably going to get to you. You don't want someone that is potentially going to struggle to go through their reads and find someone that's open. He, he, he doesn't all the time, but he no, does no. get locked on sometimes. But you can't dismiss his mobility. He will. 
I know you mentioned that, you know, there's just occasions where he gets sticky feet in the pocket, but he, he is amazing in his mobility. And he catches defensive tackles off many times with his feet. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. I really good at it. This is going to be a rare thing for me to say is I'm um, actually going to give him a compliment. I'm going to give Jerome <laughs> a compliment. For the 10 games he's played this year in college football than the normal um, more than usual. Not, like, he still managed over 3,100 yards. Yeah. Yeah. And he got better. So, like, his freshman year, he was great. Um, So, like, last year then... He stepped it back up in those ten games again last season, but it, it was it was really his sophomore year. He, he kind of he was trying to make throws into windows that weren't there, you know. And I, it, you saw it towards the end of the season where I think somebody must have told him, you know, he said like, look, look, you know, try and calm it down a bit. Those windows aren't there. But let's move on to the next guy, uh, a guy who I was talking about many years ago is Justin Fields. I'm going to run a list with you, right, of free players. Tell me, right, if these are good quarterbacks. Kyler Murray, <laughs> Russell Wilson, Pat Mahomes. Are they any good? They're all right. Two, two, yeah, of, yeah. two, of, them, two of them are arguably great. <laughs> not, not, well, saying, not, not saying Kyler Murray won't because he, he, look, he looks the real deal, right? but two yeah, of those, yeah. great. <laughs> Well, those three quarterbacks all have the same thing in common as Justin Fields. And that thing in common? Baseball. They all played baseball at a high level in college. And for me, that's a big thing for quarterbacks. If they play, because throwing the ball and throwing the ball pinpoint and accurately is a big thing in baseball. And you see that with these three quarterbacks. And this is what Justin Fields has got. What do you reckon, guys? Can't, I can't dispute that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's yeah. an interesting statistic. In the tape, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's something I, I don't even think anybody, like, scout wise, has pointed that out yet. But it's something that I have noticed. I mean, Kyler Murray, in fact, was uh, was it the Oakland A's he was going to go play for? He got, he got drafted in. Um, yeah. And then there was, was the, the dispute. The Cardinals let him sign the. Signed a deal, didn't it, to say that he couldn't change his mind and go play baseball? Yeah, yeah, basically. So, yeah, I mean, that that's a big thing. Uh, now, Justin Fields, he's a, a dual threat quarterback. For me, we're not going to see the combine, but I reckon this guy, he's a 4-4-40. That's how quick I think he is. He's not a Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar Jackson's next level again. Um, but what is different with him is his vision as a runner. I would say he's got better vision than Lamar Jackson. But just to give you an idea, this guy's thrown 41 touchdowns to three interceptions. And that's in the Big Ten. Just just to kind of go back to you, you saying he's 40, he's 40 time. And mm. I think Jeff hit the nail there. Really, what, what, does it, what does that really matter? And, only, and the only reason I say that is Tom Brady run 5.3. On his 40, all those years ago. The, 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 good, the good thing I just feel is he's got an arm, like I say, so, but it's just, yeah. it does the 40 time really matter? If he's got a good arm and, he's, he's, and he can move a little bit around the pocket, then as long as he's got the arm to get out of it, then he can run a 740 for me. <laughs> to really yeah, I would, yeah, yeah. I would rather have a quarterback 
if they're going to run. I would rather have a mobile quarterback that can take hits if yeah. they're going to go and do that rather than them be quick because it's going to happen. When they run, they're going to get hit at some point. And if they can't take a hit when they're classed as a runner, they are screwed. Yeah. <laughs> well, funnily but... enough, my, my big negative, my big weakness for Justin Fields, and I have it written in big, bold writing with an exclamation mark, is slide. This guy needs to learn to slide. Because he's a runner, mm-hmm. and you don't see it often. He takes some hits. But, like... Tim made a really good point here. Like I know we're talking about Justin Fields, but see, like so Tim's these type of style of quarterbacks that are runners and stuff like that. The longevity yeah. is a lot shorter than a pocket passer. That is a fact. Yes, it is true. Like, it is true. Like I think the only pocket pass I can think of actually had a short retirement recently as obviously Andrew Luck. But that's yeah. when you, but that's when you don't have a decent O line to protect you at the time. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the same with Romo. Mm-hmm. Like Romo, Romo could have been still. Pl- could have been still playing if you had a better O line all those years ago. Probably. But yeah. I'll bet you still bet your seat. But uh, but it's gonna take like say four like six six years playing in the NFL, you're gonna to start to slow down. Like you're gonna see Callum Murray slow down potentially. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. he's like him being a pocket pass on a big O line, he's not gonna be able to move in and out the way he used to. Lamar Jackson's gonna be the same. He's gonna to have to start throwing the ball a lot more or hand it off to someone else. Yeah. Like just to be like have that longevity. So, and I can see that being like, if that's the only downside to Justin Fields, is how long are we going to have him for? Like, it is it's, that. It, it's the sliding. If he learns to slide, yeah. it's, it's not so much about the sliding, though. It's, it's just in general, in terms of these type of quarterbacks that have had the baseball who like to run outside the pocket all the time. It's just that. Turn that wrong hit. That it's, it's that, yeah, that one had like, like RG3 is a prime example. Prime example of that. Like that one had Dak Prescott. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm. like I don't see Dak becoming much of a runner anymore. He's trying to start relying more in Zeke and Tony Pollard going forward mm. and stuff like that. But, but that's everybody. Well, I mean, to just to put like an idea in your head for people yeah, who no, haven't I, seen yeah, Justin yeah. Fields play. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people are saying he's like Cam Newton, but I, I don't like that. I'd say he's more like the Sean Watson. And only people are saying Cam Newton is because he runs a lot and he has the deep pass. But um, I say he's more like Deshaun Watson when you watch him play. You watch him and you go, hmm, yeah, that's yeah. Deshaun. And that a guy who we've spoken about already. Um, because he does he, his throw on the run. You, know, you are, sorry. How, um, how mm-hmm. long did you have him potentially going number one overall? Like kind of where did it fall away for you? Like I say, for me, it was probably just the, the night game that just kind of then... It just seemed a little bit of a a big game, if you know what I mean. Not saying he's he's going to be a crap NFL quarterback. I think I think he'll be a, be a good one. Like I say, it was just probably up to the natty. I I, do, I, I was split between him and Lawrence going up first overall, and after the natty, I, 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 I really was back and forth with it. Like mm. even now, even now, I'm back and forth with it. Like who's the number one quarterback? But I'll stick with Trevor Lawrence purely on the basis of uh, that he you know he's won the big game and one of the biggest knocks on Justin Fields is his in, is his composure that he can lose composure and you've seen that and you talked about the Nati prime example but you see it in other ones other games as well and another big one as well is reading safeties and in the NFL that's gonna get him unstuck he needs to be checking off those safeties he needs to be seeing what they're doing 
in his pre-snap read because that's what gets him. That's what gets him caught out. But he is a dual threat, so you know, I think dual threats in the NFL are really important because mm. to get them used to the speed of the game is very handy that they can use their legs because it provides them that year of yeah of learning because you see it a lot. You know, you see a lot of these, like like uh, Josh Allen is a good example. He spent the first year running around everywhere until mm-hmm. they figured out how to use him a bit better. And this year, you're seeing that progression from him because he's starting to get a feel for the game in the NFL level. Um, but I'm kind of, I'm, I'm like, I see what you're saying, mate. But in a way, I can disagree at the same time. It's like I'm kind of neutral. Like I'm, I'm just thinking in terms of Ben Roethlisberger in, in this instance. Yeah. It's like yeah. the guy has zero mobility in the world. Agree. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And he came in as a rookie, and did probably much. He was probably much the best out of those quarterbacks that came out this year. Well, I'm trying to remember. So there was Eli. Um, who was the other quarterbacks that came out that year? Um, Philip Rivers came out that year. Yeah, yeah, I was just about to say. Uh, yeah. So Philip Rivers. Again, he's not really much of a mobile quarterback, but he slotted into San Diego and, and helped change that franchise for, for so many years. Um, the, the, the only issue I have with, with the runners, and Paul touched on it a bit earlier, like I said, the IG3 run, you, you, if, 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 he, if he balls out in, because you get, obviously, that's why it's tempting as well to take a QB in the first round now, because you get that fifth-year option. Um, yes, that too. If, if, if he balls out and then... It, he wants all this money, and you say you look at the deals that are going on now. You're looking at your 38, 39. Do yeah. you really want your mobile quarterback outside the pocket taking those kind of hits when you're paying forty million dollars a year? Yeah, I oh. just to kind of, I, I'm gonna counteract my own argument here. See for Joe Burrow, like, see if he had, like he is pretty much more known as a pocket passer. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right, right. We saw what happened when you don't actually have an O line and you're not much of a, a runner, so to speak. You can't avoid getting hit like that. So that there's there's no yes or no. There's no best way of doing it. It just really depends. Do you have a good O line? Then get more of a pocket passer. If you don't, you might be better going with a runner. It just really depends on what you've got in front of you. That's all I'm trying to say. So it depends who. So when it comes to this draft, when it comes to Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence, it needs to suit what they've already got in front of them. Like the player needs to But mold. like it also in terms of that, you can you can go back and forth on it's like it's like what comes first, the chicken or the egg. So do you take a quarterback first, let him develop for a couple of years while you build an O lineup, or do you build your O lineup? Then put in your quarterback, so it's kind of like which way or the other, you know. There's just, I mean, there's so much trial and error over the years, not just with us as the Cowboys, but with all the other teams out there. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's... Like, when, you, when you really, really do think about it, like when you take Tony Romo, for instance, how many years did we neglect our offensive line when we actually had a pure pocket passer? Mm. So many, so many mm-hmm. years, and it, and it wasn't until it was too late. That was that. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. In, so. All right, uh, let's move on to the, the next guy, quarterback number three, right? So, really, you've got tiers here. Lawrence and Fields, I would say, are in a tier of their own. They're, they're tier one. The next two are tier two. So, he's a bit. he was a bit of an unsung hero. But the next two 
I've got issues with, and it's a bad move to make when you're scouting, but it is, it is something you have to look at is statistics, right? Take traits over statistics. But the next guy is, as on screen, BYU, Zach Wilson. Uh, Any of you guys um, got a take on him? I have a huge take on Zach Wilson, but you guys got anything? I'm perfectly honest with you, Mike. The only two I do know is obviously the ones we were just talking about. So yeah, right. need to, you need to fill out filming, Chris. Like I said, me, I like when it comes to college football, I don't really pay much attention to it unless it's on the de- defensive side of the ball. <laughs> yeah, well, luckily he's, enough, he's we'd be doing defense not, soon, mate. Um, so the, the big the schools, he's he's played for played for small. You could argue compared to Trevor Lawrence and yeah. um, just has played for a small school. And it, not, it's not just it's not just him playing for a small school. It's standards. the competition he faces. Yeah, yeah that you know he's facing. You know, like yeah, like you know he's in the independent playing teams like the Navy. You know, who aren't a huge team. That's a fair point, Tim. That's a fair point. That's yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but the big one for me was Zach Wilson. Is he beats the first two guys, Lawrence and Fields? over them in terms of his instincts. As an instinctual player, this guy is the best in his class. He just has pure instincts. His vision downfield, his eyes are always looking downfield. He's manipulating the pocket. Plus, he has some good mobility. Um, but his pass accuracy uh, in terms of, like, especially short and intermediate passes, this guy is the best. Think and dunk. Dink and dunk. Um, BYU pro style offense. It is. I worry about the pro that the the BYU style of game because what it mm. does is it is the BYU style of game kind of as it always is makes the quarterback more of a game manager. Um, mm. It makes a lot of forced throws as well, intermediate forced throws. Just because that's the BYU style, and I'm uh, that's why, like, well, like I, I, I put that kind of sense of you're arguing against the player himself, Zach Wilson. No, I, it's, it, it's, it's a weird one because, like, you can say, like, oh, he makes a lot of forced throws, is one of the, the, the knocks against Zach Wilson, and I, I say that it's more of the style that that style makes kind of forces him to make those weird throws, but his poise and patience in the pocket um, is probably the best. As I put on you, elusive, mobile, in and out of the pocket. And if you have uh, a guy one-on-one in man coverage, he's going to find that guy on the field every time because of his instincts. He just instinctually knows where to find these guys. But as I say... (laughs) The big issue with him, and there's two massive issues, um, is the first one is injuries, which is the first one. And Jamie already mentioned one as well, is small school and, again, some small school talent. The issues, though, is injuries. He's had surgery on his hand, and this is his throwing hand, and on his shoulder. Try and get that word out. Um, (laughs) He has had those big injuries. And another one as well has popped up that I wasn't aware of until a couple of weeks ago is he's hugely religious and um, the religion he follows might require him to go off on one of the, I don't want to do like some 
religious podcast yeah but um he could be going on some like religious sort mission? of yeah mission yeah on a mission mm. that a little bit like what Tebow Tebow would be like that, yeah very well, much yeah it's pretty much pretty much gonna be ten Tebow over again yeah 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 I don't know it, it like unfortunately I'm not there in the interviews. Uh, well, he, with the, but I'm, I'm sure they're going to ask him that question. I'm not going to disregard. I'm not going to disregard anyone's religion. But isn't football religion? No. Football is a religion. It's my religion I, anyway. I stand. I, what, I, I, what, I stand. What do you? Because um, obviously, when when they, they were getting up to the end of the season, and obviously COVID kind of knocked the the schedule around a little bit, and there was all this. Because obviously BYU had a great, great year for BYU standards, and yes, was, they did. I think were they they were due to play. Kind that's of true, actually. Play. That's a good point. And, <laughs> and, um, Go on, Jay. I think the, I think the other thing you want then there was all this talk of um, BYU if if they really wanted to have a good push at getting in the in the college football plus they should have they should have. Taking the matchup against Washington, um, yeah, they do need a big. They took on, they need, they took on yeah. Coastal Carolina and got their asses. I mean, but kind of building up to that game, yeah. Zach Wilson had the the bandana on, and mm-hmm. it was was it something along the lines of any time, anywhere, and and yeah. is he a little bit cocksure of himself? Um, well, the, when, you know, like not, when they're not not that they weren't playing a, a massive standard. I mean, it's like they weren't playing the types of Clemson and and Bama and. You think mm, you, you really cocksure yourself, and, and, and is that is that what a lot of people maybe don't want as a quarterback? Yeah, I, and like it's funny that you bring it up. That okay, you can call Coast Coastal Carolina a small team because they are. They had an absolutely me and you, Jamie, were talking about it. Yeah, it was a great season for them, but that was like for BYU Zach Wilson, and like you got to bear in mind in two thousand and nineteen. In two thousand and nineteen, he. He had a bad year. Then all of a sudden he has this big year this year. But the one team they did play that was good, they lost against. Like I said, so, and, and, and Coastal Carolina, yeah, just made him look stupid. <laughs> yeah, game, it was right? an insane game. Insane game to watch. But he is he is good. Watch him on timing routes, uh, on timing routes, especially breaking on the outside. Hits them every time. Um Downfield passing again is a bit of an issue, um, and a big one for me is that uh, he he seems to take. If you ever watch when he's passing through the pocket, and go back and watch it, you'll see him take this big step forward to, for some reason, that's like out of time in the in his mechanics. There's this big step forward. And then he sort of rotates the rest of his body. So what ends up happening is a lot of his throws come from his upper body rather than, you know, like how it's supposed to be all talked. Mm. And then you just release it all in one through motion. It doesn't sit. And it all comes from this weird step forward that he makes. And obviously, with, you know, being if you're making throws with your upper body, you need to have a lot of velocity on him. But you lose consistency and accuracy through it. And that's what you do see with him. It's this is. It's more of his release that that, that that is affected from this weird throwing motion. Um, oh. But well, God, he is... When you're talking about release, he must have learned if Philip Rivers' release is stupid. 
It's not that his mechanics are, 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 are bad. It's just unorthodox is the best way to describe it. That's, to yeah, describe that's, it. Yeah. That's, the, that's probably the best word for it. It's unorthodox, yeah. Yeah, it's just, and I think that if you tidy up that base with his feet and the step and the legs, the rest will all come flowing. Sounds um, coachable. It is. It's coachable. Well, like but all it's of just this, one of them, he, has, it, he has the instincts. He's coachable guy. Yeah, and as DJ Dog, as I mentioned at the start, in terms of his throwing, his arm talent, he is the best. Um, let's move on to the next guy, which is extremely controversial, because I I don't understand personally. I do understand, but I'm not as high on him. The next guy is Trey Lance from North Dakota State. Now, this guy, I have him comped as Ryan Tannehill, right? And I know you think because Texas A&M, etc. Nothing to do with that. But he does look like him. Uh, pro style offense, but his body size and his body shape is absolutely prototypical. Very, you know, like the older, more old, old school style quarterback, the body type, the tall, lanky, big guys. Yeah. That's what he looks like. Um, mobile is what I put down the first thing, is mobile. I just want to, though, before we go into anything, and everybody watching at home, if you want to look at Trey Lance, what the issues are, is just type in, and bear in mind, he's FCS playing at North Dakota State. Just type in his stats. Look at his last game, and look at the game before that. So, the game before, so his last game, I think I'm just going off memory, so I might be a little bit off. I think he had 31 attempts for 15 completions, and I think it was like 110 yards, right? After that, he went, but that's it. No, I'm not doing it. I'm opting out for the rest of the season. The game before that, which was the FCS Championship Final, he made nine attempts for seven completions and 79 yards. As a passer, I worry about this guy. Like, his average yards per game, if you take away, like, I think there's like two games where he throws for more than 200 yards. You take them away, his average yards per game are like 150 yards. It's a small school again. Small school. Uh, And this guy, uh, now, you can say what you want, that the guy, at the end of the day, He's a quarterback at the FCS. So he's throwing to wide receivers who are like accountants and, you know, painters and decorators and carpenters. So you you have to take that into account too. But he is absolutely a beast when it comes to the ground. Where I say my issue with him is stats as a passer. Look at his stats as a runner. They're the complete opposite. This guy is just running like 200 yards and three touchdowns every game. It's insane when you look at it. But, but I just... But what, you go don't on, It's such a worry. <laughs> the, and the, only, the only other issue I potentially have with that is if the Cowboys are not sold on Dak, he will be there at 10. So this is where it's... The Cowboys... And this is where it's all coming to. Because bear in mind, right, 
what you've got to look at is this guy is mobile and he has a lot of velocity on his passes. In the zone read, absolutely perfect. The options that he can give offensive coordinators because of the, the zone read options that he can give are absolutely unsurmountable. It's insane. He's really calm in the pocket. And although he has this insane mobility to move out, he's not one of these guys who's like, oh, it's not there, I'm just going to run. Or, oh, uh, I the, the pocket might be collapsing, I'm going to bail out. He doesn't. He literally, he will try and stay in there for as long. Like, sometimes you're watching it like, okay, move out, move out, move out, move out. And you, you're saying it, and he's not doing it. He's, he's just staying calm. He's bouncing in the pocket. He's looking for that that pass. And it is anticipation as well. Even when he's on the move, like his lower body is just completely in sync. You can see it. The arm and the leg angles are just all, all perfect. But my issues are, the biggest one is playtime. He's literally played like 16 games in his entire season, his entire yeah. collegiate career. This That's is not a guy much that- at all. This sounds like a guy that someone's going to take, stick him on a bench for a couple of years. Or well, that's what they should do. Stick him on the bench for a couple of years, learn behind someone, and then take over. That's what should yeah. happen with this guy by the sound of it. Yeah, he definitely needs a year, year a year back. And as we were saying, like Jamie said, that if this if we haven't got Dak sorted, this guy is available at number 10. This is the sort of guy that they're going to take. It will be that guy. Like, the best way to describe, because he does this, it's more North Dakota State's style of um, uh, of coaching and playing. That he, uh-huh. he, The first thing you'll watch, right, and all you got to do is watch a little bit of football, and you'll see, you'll be like, hmm, he stands with, like, this really wide base. So uh-huh. his feet are really far apart. And it's only because he's trying to hold into the pocket for so long. And, you know, like to hold off against sacks, against tackles. You see that a lot. Yeah. He's got this wide base. But what it can do is it can... Um, the best way to describe his passing is he's accurate but not precise because of that wide okay. base that he's got. Yeah. yeah. That's the best way to describe it. Um, but then let's move on to the next guy. You can include Kyle Trask here if you really want to. I don't because I've got issues with him translating to the NFL. The yeah, next guy, yeah, I, I, I've got some issues. But, yeah, DJ Dog completely agree with you, Rich. That Lance, yeah, he's the sort of guy that you draft, you stash him down, you try and develop him into something. As huh. they say, though, elevate, don't create. The next guy, though, is this year's college football championship uh, winner. Mr. Mac Jones from Alabama. Now, you've got to be living under Bowtie. a rock as well if you don't know who this guy is. Jamie, I know you were watching the College Football Championship final with me uh, very early in the morning here in the UK. What's <laughs> your first take on Mac Jones? Well, before I even give you my take, I'm, I'll just say Brian's going to kill me for, for this comment, but this guy's my favourite QB in the draft. I can see <laughs> why. I can see why. My favourite QB. <laughs> I can just imagine I just think, it now, just like, oh, Jamie, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I just think, I, I just think, also, and not a knock on any of the, the four guys that we've mentioned before, but I, yeah, 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 sure. Maybe this is just because Matt Jones played for arguably the greatest college football team <laughs> today. Um, so his story is a lot more out there, but. Mm-hmm. Um, 
he's had a few trials and tribulations while he's been at, at Bama. He, yeah, I mean, he, he went there and he was tipped for, to be the next best thing and he lost his job. And then the, the, obviously the, the guy, I can't remember what the guy was, was going to take his place next year that came in as a five-star recruit. And they were like, this guy's going to gonna take his, his position. Um, and he was like, pretty much, fuck you. This is not happening. This is my team. Um, <laughs> Knew it. <laughs> so did Cheers, Brian. Um, and uh, pulled his socks up, but he put his head down. Won the won the night for Bama, and it can it can make it can make the throws. He's got a really good arm, and like I was saying, it's just the whole story of, of it. That's why he's my favorite player. <laughs> <in, in, laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Gene, not laughing at these comments coming in an absolute class. Oh, um, what a legend of a man. But here's Mark Jones, right? Um, yes, so, uh, Tua, in 2019, we all know Tua living under a rock again, if you don't know who he is. He got injured uh, in the last three games with a nasty hip injury. <laughs> oh, it's disgusting to watch. Uh... Um, Mark comes in for the last three games, does absolutely fine. Tired is going to be the the starter for 2020. Does it? We all know the results, right? The guy is smart. He he's a quick processor. Quick, very very quick. Um, great leader. Pocket presence. A plus plus. Um, best in the class in terms of anticipation throws and ball placement consistency on short and intermediate passes. Watch him do that. Bob on and. One of uh-huh. the things he really does that I was impressed with is throwing wide receivers open. But that also comes with a negative. He's throwing uh-huh. wide receivers open because of the ty- type of wide receivers he has. He's got yeah. a Heisman winning wide receiver and another wide receiver that's going to go in the top 10. He also was throwing the year before with two other guys that we know about that went in the first round as well. So, I think there I, is. If he if he if he not, he, yeah, I, I can't I can't see him potentially go to the Cowboys. But if the Cowboys were look, we're going to take a QB in in the first round, and more so, like I said, because of this doesn't and also you've got the fifth year option. Yeah, I would prefer him to go for Matt Jones, but trade back a little bit because you could probably get him around 14, 15. And take him that way rather than sit at 10 and maybe reach. Yeah. I think you get him at 14, 15. I agree, Jimmy. I think, I think we can still get a quarterback if we treated doing five or six places down. Mm. Mm. If, that, if that was the case, um, because um, what Terrell uh, Paul Tarheel Tur- is that how you pronounce your name? Sorry, I do apologize. If they don't sign that by the draft, then you have to do the keeper in the first round. Not necessarily, yeah. we could, we I could think so. We can still get a decent quarterback in the second round. Who knows? Like your, se- your second round quarterbacks, I think are. Um... That's a fourth rounder. Like, like I said, mate. Like I said, the draft. Yeah, is but a Dak, lot Dak shouldn't have been a fourth rounder. That's, the only reason Dak was a fourth was rounder a was of luck. Yeah. It, that, be that was because of a DUI. I, Dak I, got I, a DUI, and then that well, just dropped his track well, stop. Draft well, stop. Okay. Okay then. Well, well, <laughs> He's struggling well, on a few things. Right. right okay then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Okay, Tom Brady, sixth round. What about that? I know. Yeah, yeah. Right, like, you see I, what I understand. 
Right. I think, yeah. I think what makes it more intriguing right. to take a QB is, like I say, because you get that fifth round option now. Right. So, so you don't have to. Like, listen, you have to be in that situation that we've now with him with Dak. That's right, that one, what, 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 right. Do you know what I mean? Sorry, guys. I, I've got a list here. It says, what do all these QBs have in common? And I'm going to read the names out. Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes, Ryan Tannehill, Russell, Wallace, uh, Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, Dak Prescott, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Justin Herbert, Lamar Jackson, and Drew Brees. What do they all have in common? They have arms. They've all been picked outside the top sorry. ten. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, the top five. But that just comes to show, like, Brees was a second rounder, was he not? Mm-hmm. Like, there is a difference, though, a big difference between the likelihood of hitting on someone in the top five, perceived difference in hitting on someone in the top five, Tony Romo. That's a bit unfair because <laughs> he was undrafted, but anyway. Um, yeah. But there is a big difference. That's the reason you take quarterbacks high is not just because the fifth-year option is perceived higher chance of hitting on them, not just them yeah. being there because they're the biggest commodity in the sport, is it possible to take a good quarterback in the second, third, fourth, undrafted? Yes, yeah. of course it is. It happens all the time, but it is less likely. Yeah. It's all about reduced to be chance. Less likely. Exactly, yeah. and that's all, all it is. At the end of the day, quarterback chance. is a crapshoot. It yeah. really is. Yeah. And like, but, you know, for Mac Jones, my best comp for Mac Jones is a guy we already have spoken about as well. A lot of people are saying Tom Brady. I, I quite don't like that. I say he's more like Philip Rivers because he's got a bit more mobility to him. Um, he does. He's great great pocket passer, as we said. One of the things he does have issue with is he does sometimes fade from phantom pressure. You do see that a lot. Uh... But my, my big one is he gets lazy with his base. So he, he throws flat-footed. Um, uh... He is a slight He's slight body wise. If you look at him, he looks weedy <laughs> for quarterback. Oh, if that makes sense, I can answer that for you right now, Brian. It was Russell Wilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was taken in the fifth, wasn't he? Russell mm, Wilson. No, I think it was. I think it was like fourth round, was it not? No. Google it. I think he's deeper. I think it was fifth. Um, yeah, is one. Um, but another one is that he needs a clean pocket. Uh, like one of the, the the P's, if you like, that he needs. Yeah. It was fudge round 75th overall. Ah, there we go. Um, he does need it so he can get himself a steady base because he doesn't have a big arm in terms of arm muscle and definition. He needs to have a clean pocket to get a steady base so he can untalk himself to put velocity on the ball. Um, and one of the ones I put is I think what he really needs is playmakers. If he's on a team without playmakers, he's going to struggle. And because you, you, the only reason I'm saying that is you haven't seen him play without one. You've seen him play with two huge, well, three really huge playmakers in Alabama. So uh, you've got to say that the only way he wins is with playmakers. But that's what you've we just have. Talked, but, you just you just talks that you've just taught them as the Cowboys being the ideal. Fit for him, and also probably the worst fit for him because yeah, he, he, shit was a playmaker because of the line. <laughs> but he just yeah, yeah, when you when you when you look at it, really, what we're looking at, why we made the the 
this, the quarterback show, is one, to look at the top five quarterbacks. But also, when you break it down and you look at it, I would say, when you look at, at teams that are quarterback needy as well, there are a lot of quarterback needy teams this year. Not just in the top ten, but outside of it. That yeah. I truly believe... I, I, I put... I noted down 15 teams that potentially could need a QB and eight that could potentially take one in the first round. Yeah, uh, and and Dallas could be could be one of them. So mm. when you look at it and you break it down that way, what you've got to do is you've got to say, let's say there's five quarterbacks going in the top ten, right? Because teams are going to – once those quarterbacks start coming off, like three are certainly going to come off, the top three. They're gone. I reckon they're gone in the first five. Once that happens, teams are going to get itchy feet and start panicking and want to trade up. <sighs> like, DJ Dog, we were going to talk about Trask, but I've got issues with Trask where I worry about his how his trades translate to the NFL. I think he's better as a backup and continues his career as a backup because of that. He's got a great touch pass that are outside the numbers, but is that going to work in the NFL against NFL corners? I just I can't see it. I, I I think corners are going to be too too easy to see that. But when you look at it this way, right, guys, that if you was to say, if we get into the rankings here a minute, into my uh, top ten rankings, that uh, I've got three of the quarterbacks in my top ten rankings, right? So that means another two are going to come out of position to come up into ten, right? Uh huh. That means that you've got five. <laughs> My, uh, right, uh, you got <laughs> five. Yeah, you've got top. You you've really got in your top five. You've got then because you imagine if you've got if you're taking quarterbacks and we're going to say into this particular argument sakes the Cowboys aren't going to take a quarterback. They get Dak signed, job done. Right. Okay. So then you've got to look at the rest of the talent that drops down. From that, so you've got the likes of Penny Sewell, Jabate Chase, Devontae Smith, uh, Kyle Pitts. I know that's a controversial conversation. Christian Darasaw, that is an option. Caleb Farley, Patrick to Pat, Patrick Sitting. What is going on wow. with me tonight? I know <laughs> Patrick Sitting, um, Micah Parsons, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, Quitty Pay. And Rashawn Slater. You could even, if you wanted to, chuck in uh, Vera Tucker as well. Those options are now all available to you, right? From that, like if you've got five, you've got four that are going to come away from that. I say two of those guys are going to be wide receivers. And I see yep. the Eagles taking Kyle Pitts because they're just so stuffed that they will take Kyle Pitts uh, uh, before us. So then really, if you look at it, there's a lot of talent available to you right at the very top. Like, the options are unsurmountable at that point. And bear in mind, you could still, if you wanted to, if there was an availability there, you could bite the bullet and try and take a quarterback. So... My my conversation on this now, which I'm going to leave you guys to talk about, is if you're taking five quarterbacks and two wide receivers and Kyle Pitts, 
in the top 10. That's eight picks. Have a look at the talent available to you and say, hmm. If I want to take a top talent. Can we change the scenario? Because there's no way so. I was just about to say that. There's no way he drops. He, he drops to nine. There's no, no way. There is there. a possibility. There is a possibility. It's funny, it's funny funny enough, why would they not? It's, it's funny I enough. Think you, the trade up for him. It's funny enough that you mentioned that, Jamie. There's been a few mock drafts by NFL mm. experts thinking that Penny Sewell might actually make it to number ten. I can so, see it. Yeah, there's and actually there, there has been quite a few of them. I think there's been yeah. at least at least five mock drafts based on. And I guarantee team. you. Those mock drafts have four or five quarterbacks going in the top ten and yeah, two wide receivers like... and Kyle Pitts. Yeah, there you go. That's, and that's, that's why we're doing happens. this show. If, if yeah, those, to show you that mocks, this is why. Go on. If, if, if those mocks are true, then um, that literally, yeah. that card needs to go in within 30 seconds of us being on the clock. Yeah. Like, yeah. Even... Literally, if, if Penny Sewell is there at number 10... That's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. That should yeah, be yeah. number like that. That should be like that would definitely help our old line. It would help. That's, we're using eight minutes to slap each other on the back, talk mm-hmm. shit, and get people on the phone and get some behind-the-scenes audio going on because that's all you're doing for eight nine minutes because yeah. you've already written the card and just gone. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah, we'll just relax now. Yeah, I mean, like, because I mean, one of the things you got to look at as well that I think nearly every NFL team is looking is look at what happened to the Chiefs in the Super Bowl when they lost two yes. of their starting offensive this line. That's exactly what I wanted to bring up. I, Go I on, agree. You hit I me. Agree, I do agree, dog. Sorry. I do agree, but who knows? Oh, Anything no. can happen. Anything can happen. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, the reason it's the draft, so anything can happen. But the reason that we're bringing up. Yeah. Kyle Trask could go as the sixth quarterback, which would be insane. I mean, we never thought Baker Mayfield would have been a number one overall, for example. Yeah. Totally no, yeah. But I know, Rich, you, you was going to try and hit us with a little something there about the Chiefs and the offensive line. Yeah. So a lot of people, very for, for good reason, sign up to the whole thing of defense wins championships. And it does. Mm-hmm. Yes. But if you have a good offensive line, you can weather that storm. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. when you're down, people have made a lot of criticism of Dak Prescott, rightly so, you'd say. Um, so Patrick Mahomes is insurmountable. Look at what he was like when he didn't have two starting offensive linemen. Exactly. He had his backup. He had a backup tackle and a backup guard who um, who moved over. Like I think I can't remember how it worked out, but basically they had two starters. Was going Eric Fisher was going, who has been an absolute rock for Kansas City, and we saw the difference in terms of the bull rush. Yep. From Tampa Bay, going they went after Mahomes like a Dougie. Um, I'm not being but, funny. We're, we're talking about Jason Pierre-Paul here. Yeah. You know. To, to be fair, to get, to, we need to give him credit. He's he's, reva- he's revitalized his career. Being he's re- yeah, absolutely. He looks more like his old self. He really yeah. does. In fact, I'd argue maybe a little bit better. But it doesn't change the fact. And, that, then, and, and, and I would I would give it the caveat of people. His supporting cast wasn't in terms of receivers and Kelsey weren't doing what they should be doing. Oh, sorry, a lot was, of drop balls. There was three players. Sorry, there was three players. 
So I got that wrong. So that's even more interesting yeah, when so, you so look the, at and compare yeah, between us and the Cowboys. And and here and here's the thing though, Rich. Do you know if, like Patrick Mahomes kind of looked like just like a, a normal quarterback because of that? Yeah. Like, like, yeah, yeah. Way, he did he indeed. Was, the, way, the way he was pressured, like he just he was out of his comfort zone. Like we've never seen him like that. Like it just comes to show that offensive line makes all the difference when it comes to mm-hmm. how your quarterback is going to perform. And, and 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 dog just made a really good comment just when you think about it. Look at the starts that we've not actually had all season, right? We had Lyle Collins out for the whole season. Tyron Smith was pretty much out for the whole season. We lost Sight Martin for pretty much half the season. And we had a complete mix-up of centers and guards mixing in with the whole mixture of tackles. So, yeah, and, and not to mention, as a result of that, we've lost Andy Dalton for a concussion injury. We had Blaine Gabba in. We had Ben DiNucci in. And also we lost that. So we went through four quarterbacks this year. So it comes to show the O-line is... So fundamental. It's just foundations of football. You need a good old yeah, line. On, you need a good old line if you don't have a good yeah, TV. Exactly. On on both sides, football is won and lost nine times out of ten in the trenches. Yeah, so it, it this, really so, is. And, and, this, and, and this kind of goes back to the part when, when I was talking about like so Trevor Lawrence, right? All these teams that are in pretty much in the top ten, they don't necessarily have the greatest old lines at all. They don't. And this is why I think he's going to fail. If he was to get drafted by a mid-tier team, like say for example the Colts, who do have a good, decent O-line, a real like the, the Pro Bowlers in that O-line, like I think he could actually do well in that. And this is where I'm going to give, like again, maybe some props to Sunshine, right? But or any QB or any QB that gets drafted by like the Colts or whoever on that, I think they're in a better position to be more successful than. These like be an instant quarterback starter for these teams that are in the top ten. Yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, no, that's a valid point. Because we saw that we, we saw that with um, Lamar Jackson, like the Ravens had a great O line. He just slotted right in, gave him all the pass protection, he opened the gaps more, and he could actually run freely. There you go. If Lamar Jackson was picked in the top ten, we may be talking about a different story here when he had no O line. Who knows? If- if if Sewell was there, just just thinking of kind of devil's advocate a little bit, and, and we just we just say we can't rely on Smith's um, fitness whatsoever. So and we just say let's just take him out of the equation. Would you rather just drop Sewell yeah. if Sewell was there? You took him. Would you rather drop him straight in at, at left tackle, or would you rather drop him over to the right and move Lyle Collins over? Hmm. Yeah. Angela. Ruined Jude. Like he was ruined by it's pretty much the oh, same yeah. that was due to the same scenario what we did with Romo. The Colts did not invest in their O line for years and it wasn't until it was too late. And that's yeah. what then in the year after, that's when Luck retired. Because who was the who was the guard that the Colts drafted? The guard, the promo guard, what's his name again? Uh Quentin Nelson. That's the guy. He's completely transformed transformed that O line. Like just single handed yes. that one player. One player can change it all. Exactly. Yeah. Nelson. Yeah. The yeah. what remind me where where would you um play Sewell? Say we take him, where do you plug him in on that line? Left tackle, easily Probably left tackle. What do you do with Tyron Smith? Move on into guard. That's interesting. 
Chris, think about it. Right? Think about this way. Right? So think about this way. Offensive line are, are pretty much adaptive when you think about it. You can either play left, you play left side as it's pretty much playing one side as your preference, but you can still transition it from left guard to left tackle. Center, you're pretty much in a neutral stance, but if you're going from a different stance, like your different foot forward from the other, that takes a little bit of getting used to because you're kick stepping with the weaker foot next time rather than your more powerful foot. So, mm-hmm. so this is, and Brian just said it straight after guard, guard, uh, left guard. And that seems to be the weakest point when it comes to the physicality side, I think. And this is no dig to Connor Williams. He's still getting pushed back in the ball. If we had like a Tyron Smith for his size and physicality in there, where he could be more of a mauler. And think of it this way, like Lyle Collins, he wasn't actually a guard. Then we pushed him out to right tackle. It's it's very easily to transition when you're in the same stance in that position, like on the left or right from guard to tackle or tackle to guard on that same side. It's actually not as bad what people think. You just have a different assignment and two gaps to worry about. Well, you still do, obviously, with O-line going outside or inside, but you don't know what I mean. But with guard, you're a bit more menacing. The O-line looks nasty as well, didn't it, when it had... Um, and I say nasty in, in a good way, when... Um, and Collins moved inside for a while, didn't it? And it just it looked like to sh- it shored that side up a little bit more for me. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Okay, Lauren, so Lauren, here it is. That's a good point. Go Lauren, Lauren made a good point. Is Tyron, Tyron not too tall for guard? That's why I didn't like it. <laughs> this is why I would do I the didn't like the size. I didn't like the size issue. The si- Tyrone for me is too big. Yeah, he's more of a ta- he's definitely a tackle build. He's definitely a tackle, but it'll be harder for him to switch from left to right. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's totally different part of the game. But, 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 at, the same, but at the same time, who knows? Who knows to say like Tyron Smith might retire? Who knows? Because we don't know if he's running ever get even get yeah. three games out of him a season. I mean, you, you never know. Yeah, this is the point. If you wherever you start him, say you start Sewell at left guard um, for random reason. At some point, he's going to get snaps, game snaps, at left tackle because Tyron's not going to last the whole. He's not going to last sixteen games. I would put money on it. I really, really would. I think it's better to start him at guard and have him next to Tyron, and then when the time comes, move over. Yeah, kick him back out then. Yeah, then kick him back out. But I have a, I I hate myself for saying that because I have a problem with taking guys to play a position and then not playing them at that position. So I'm my own worst enemy in saying that. I hate it. Rich, the, the, there's no the, the, there's no doubt that the, doesn't matter whereabouts in the O line you are, you will be you will be asked to play different positions regard to numbers and stuff. Oh yeah, no, no, I, I know like, that, and don't get me wrong, and especially with injuries coming to play and everything else, yeah. I just hate that side of things. Don't forget, Zach Martin actually played right tackle this year as well. Yeah, and he did a brilliant at it. But, but you're if, willing, what though. What do you do it, with Connor Williams? Yeah, but there's yeah. another issue again. Um, not, I, but, I, don't, I don't see it being an issue. He's not going to cause too much damage when it comes to salary cap or anything like that. But no, I, like, no. I, do like, I do like Connor, but I just feel as though he's just not strong enough. Really he he hasn't lived. He, he hasn't like lived up. No, he's not. He's not. No, but would, would you agree? Would you Brian, agree Brian's though? Coming. Yeah, 
that too. And Shop then you, you can do whatever you want. Um, there's no point, I think, I feel in cutting him. But I do feel this team is uh, much better with Tyron Smith than without him. Yeah. 100%. Even at the 40 mil that he, it costs us. So, so you're saying we're actually, do you think we're maybe better without Connor Williams if Tyron Smith is playing? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. I'm just saying in general that with this team, like a lot of people are saying, oh, what, you know, we haven't got a full season out of Smith in like the last four years or whatever it is. But true, people yeah. are on about cutting and all the rest of it, 40 mil on the cap. But I feel that this team is better with him than without him. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's hands down. This is, he's, he's such a blue chip type of... Very. Like, like, and when we drafted him, we he's like, the crown. Oh. He's the crown jewel in the O line. When we drafted him all those years ago, it, it was it was a, it was a no brainer back then because we needed mm-hmm. we needed to protect Tony. But ever since he he's been playing for us, like whenever he's on the field, he's been nothing but fantastic. Don't get me wrong, at least I think because of injuries and that, it's now getting his way. He has made a couple of mistakes and stuff like that. But yeah, you cannot still work, like there's no one as close to him in terms of ability and in terms of mm-hmm. reading the play, reading the play and making these crucial blocks. He's he's just an absolute monster when it comes to that position. Come down a rabbit hole with me for a second and entertain me. Yeah. Okay. One of Rich's crazy thoughts. Williams is on the last year of his deal, right? I, that, yeah, that's a fair deal. That's a fair point. Yeah. What was that now? Let me read this. Easy for young dogs to learn new tricks. Yep. That's a fair yeah. point. Um, yeah. Williams is on the last year of his deal, right? Yeah. Okay. What do we really think is the likelihood of re-signing him? No. I think he's gone. If we, sign him, if we do re-sign him, he'll be more there than just a backup. To be f- and that's as sad as it is. So why not, for the sake of it, we're in a position where we're at now. We have 29 free agents. We're trying to build up. Everyone's on about trading this player, trading that player. Why not try and package up Connor Williams with something to try and move back up? I don't find many teams will be or, interested in May not, there. but you could shop it. Is it not worth shopping it around and just seeing what to do? People need offensive linemen. That's true. But every, every team needs it. Yeah, that's true. But Even if you keep it for within the season... Yeah, but we're in no position to give up any. <laughs> but Connor Williams, get, if you're not going to keep him, you're, you're losing for one year. If we didn't have the issues we had with our O line, then I would say, yeah, I, I personally would entertain that. But because of how unreliable injury wise that this offensive line has been, I would outside of stick around. Just, outside just of Tyrant, though, how freak has this year been? Oh yeah, very yeah. yeah. It's, so it's been, I would say that's why of, I make that suggestion. It's been one of the worst years when it comes to like things, but just it's just not meant to be, really. Yeah, that's yeah. why I make that suggestion. At some point in the year, probably more mid-season rather than in the draft, someone's going to be needing an offensive lineman. Take advantage of it yeah. if you can. I let's, let's, go take advantage the, let's go deeper in the hole, Rich. Or would you rather trade? Oh, oh, um, okay. I was just going to say Connor Williams or Michael Gallup, which Connor Williams, hundred percent. Connor Williams. No, 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 no. The question is, package Gallup with Connor Williams uh, to move, move up. Significantly. Oh, I was answering Jamie's question. All oh, right. I, I mean, <laughs> well, the question is from Dog is like, would we need a package deal where you get Connor Williams and Michael Gallup to move up? Nah. Any 
I, fair, I, I wouldn't do that. To be fair, I think that's actually a good idea, to be perfectly honest. It's a good idea. It depends, depending, it depends what we're trading up for. It depends, yeah. And that goes back idea. to the Dak deal. Or, or, or if we get multiple picks. I'd rather take multiple... And, and Brian just beat me to it, actually. We would get multi, multiple picks for that. I would take multiple picks. If over, you let me get in... If yes. you let me get back into the teams so that I can take the best available cornerback... If you know This is in a situation where people are sliding down the board. If you get, let me get back to that position and have another random pick later on, Maybe I'll entertain it, but I do not want Gallup leaving. The only, the only thing that could, 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 could you then be in the in the realms of because we've got three wide receivers. Somebody's going to sit there and think, well, do you know what? Actually, the Cowboys really don't need three high caliber wide receivers. So maybe try and sell you short. So, like you said, if you wanted to, I'm not. I'm just using the example. So you say, like, look, it's going to cost you a late first rounder to get Michael Gallup from us. Some teams can look and say, well, actually, then, if, the, if they wouldn't let Gallup go, he's clearly their third receiver or they think he's their third receiver. On so we're not going to give him that. It could be more of a, a late second round pick. Would you still, would you take a late second round pick for, that, for that, Gallup? That's not, that, the way of, that's not the way of thinking. I would say that the teams in the NFL would actually see Michael Gallup being their number one, depending. Yeah. Like, oh, no, sorry, in no, some, in some teams. I mean, on our roster. I mean, on our like, roster. And our roster, he is, a, he, like, to be fair, well, if you're putting it based on contract, yeah, Cooper is number one, then it would be then it would be Lamb, then it would be Gallup based on if you're thinking about contracts. But in terms of how the players have been this year, it's been pretty much even. Like, all the play, all, all wide receivers have done like the fair amount of shift like, like it's been very equal, and like obviously there's been more spectacular passes from one to the other. I but mm. but when you're going, like think of a trade value. Gallup is right up there. Teams will actually yeah. like, and and I, I really do think like if we get the deal done with Dak, where does that leave Michael Gallup? Because I don't think we're going to let him go off in the free agency. And there's no. no way we, I don't think we're going to be able to. No, 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 no. I don't. don't yeah, if you're going to trade him, you have to trade him this year. We have to trade him this year, virtually, because yeah. the, 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 when you if we get Dak, there's literally going to be little room to give. Him. Yeah, Michael I Gallup. Get that. This is the same. This is the same argument that I made earlier for Connor Williams. If you're only going to have him for one more year, why don't you look into some very serious possibility of trading him? Now, that's fine. I don't want to lose him because I don't want to lose a very good wide receiver core that we've just built up and the Dak didn't get to lose last year. But I do see the logic. But if we're going to trade him away and he's going to go and be a number one, number two wide receiver in some other team, I want to get something fucking serious for that. Yeah, well, put, put I think that's why I said a few weeks right. ago that if I, I were going to trade him, I'd trade him at the draft. And I know it was talked about saying, like, oh, well, actually do it before the trade deadline. But when he gets to the trade deadline, his value is going to be less because his contract is almost up. I think you get more value for him at the draft. Don't, not necessarily. Yeah, I not see necessarily. what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. Not, not necessarily. So think of this scenario. Remember when Sam Bradford got traded? Like for a first rounder, for a de- yeah. for des- for desperation, mm. he was never he was never ever going to be a first rounder, never. But he got, he got, but the Vikings gave away a first round pick, I believe it was, and 
he didn't really do anything. Let's be honest, he didn't didn't do anything at all. Sure, but, but, but but the thing but the, the thing I'm trying to see is it's like we all know the worth of what Michael Gallup brings to the table. We can definitely if if a player like again. Matthew Stafford, that's another example. Like, like, I know I'm kind of jumping in and out here, but you're getting the idea in terms of that some teams might value value Gallup a wee bit lower, but some of them might say, oh, we'll give you a, a, a mid-table first-round pick for them because of desperation, because their starting wide receiver might be out for the season. But that seems to be, that could be another thing as well, is after the draft, if we still got Gallup after the draft in our team and in our t- one of those other 31 teams, and their main star, number one or number two receivers down, expect phone calls. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet you yeah. the Eagles would take Michael Gallup. They would. But whether they can afford him, to be honest with you. Well, 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 well they could easily afford them. Uh, no. Nah. Well, being in, well, being in uh, for that for that year of the contract, and depending, it just depends on their cap, really, at the end of the day. Yeah, well, they, they they screwed for a couple of years. But he's going he's going to want to trade and a deal. Uh-huh. Yeah, but you here we go. Going back to our original talk to wrap no. up the show, guys. No, 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 oh. no, 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 no. The comment. Oh, no, the Brian, comment. Right, okay. Yeah, no, yeah. no, I would hate. I would hate to face oh, the, the Cowboys to face Carla. That would be horrible. But yeah. here's one for you, then, guys. Going through. As we say, um, the quarterbacks, they're going to go in the first 10 picks. Plus, you take into account the wide receivers, Kyle Pitts as well. I'm going to give you these options then of the players that drop down uh, to the Cowboys and available to them. And tell me who you would pick and let us know as well in the comments uh, watching from these players who you would pick. And then uh, we'll finish off with paying the bills. Uh, so you you would have available to you at this point, and I've marked off uh, Sewell ju- just for the purposes of this exercise. Um, uh, Jamar Chase, Devonta Smith, and I've put Kyle Pitts going to the Eagles. So what you're left with is Caleb Farley, Christian Darisaw, Patrick Sertain, Quitty Pay, or Rashawn Slater. Um, so who would you take uh, at that point? Available to you, they're all they're all top ten. These, these are all players who are top ten talent. Uh, to be on, well, well, Brian says Slayer. I mean, mm. I'll be Brian. honest. To be honest, if it's at that stage and it's, it's going to be a best available for the position that is in desperate need, and the only other position I can think of right now, other than O line, would be cornerback or linebacker. Mm-hmm. So it'll be one of the two. I don't really care as long as we can fill those positions up. And just not having to worry about what it was like last season, pretty much. But, uh, <laughs> that plays out. That everyone, plays out. Everyone's, seen, everyone's seen Slater, so I will go with that. <laughs> okay. If they if that plays out and they go linebacker at 10, I will be fucking pissed off. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, <laughs> no you see... I will be Why? pissed off. Why? No. It makes sense though at the same time because yeah. like we only had five linebackers in the active roster this year. Five. That's fine. Did you? That's fine. I tell you one thing: player available not, at a position of need. I, I, I bet it's not things. Uh-huh. In rotation, it's not. 
You're not going to play bloody free linebackers all in all. I, in. Got I tell you who, who very possibly could be available to you is a guy we mentioned and this week's highlight clip, Awusu Kuromoa. And if you watch him play it, an off, a pure off-ball linebacker, insane. He is good. Absolutely perfect for Dan Quinn in the system. I, when you go best player available at a position of need, which is what generally we all say is the best way to go, we all generally yeah. tend to agree. Um, I see linebacker as the third out of those three options. Of offensive lineman, cornerback, linebacker. So if you I, go yeah, for your yeah, third yeah. option rather than the first or second, I'll be fucking pissed off because you've yeah, yeah, gone yeah. against um, what you what what you you say you're going to do. But what what I'm saying is, Rich, it's like say for example, right, those cornerbacks are already taken, and we're kind of left with what's best available at the position in need and that would be linebacker then I would be like uh, mm. well what would can we get like it would be either are we better risking drafting a linebacker or trade down where we can get an our cornerback who is like roughly about 15 16 yeah in the board mate, mate if so if Sewell Slater Sutain Farley blah 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 if they're gone fine I can't see that. I, I can get on board but I yeah I don't see it yeah. I, I would say though, I wonder at pick number ten if Awusakuramo is a bit rich. If they're gonna go down that route, I would trade down. I would hmm. trade back and wait for him to fall back to, to me. I wouldn't take Awusakuramo at ten. I, I still think he's great. I just don't know. But for me, I'm taking Caleb Farley. Uh, and I it, we were talking about this back yeah, in that. back in mid January and I was saying it's yeah. for me it's Caleb Farley and I'm still going there. Like to wow. me, the the three most important positions that you look to try and draft: one is quarterback, two is pass rusher, three is cornerback. It's in that order in terms of that are difficult to find, you know, in the draft oh. of pure okay. quality. So are, yeah. we, are we safe to assume that our order of need would be O line, cornerback, and then linebacker? I would say defensive line. I would go, I would say O-line, defensive back, D-line, then linebacker. Well, I, well, I... I as I, as I a whole, say, I, 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 I know what you're saying, in general, but yeah, yeah, yeah. In the first round, in your top three, yes. Yeah. That, in yeah. that order, yeah. It would be, it would be O-line, corner, linebacker, but generally throughout the draft. I will oh, go the other way. Oh, yeah, we can't even forget that one. Safety. Yeah. <laughs> Safety. Safety's coming in the second round. Don't you worry, guys. Yeah. I have full yeah. confidence the we're second round will be safety. safety. We, we need, they we, will. Regardless this year, we need to draft the safety, regardless. Yeah. They'll, they'll, I, take you, one in, they'll take one in the second round, but they won't take I one actually, in the actually, If we don't draft the safety in the second round, I think not only just me and Brian will go off our fucking heads, there's going to be an absolute outrage, I think. I, yeah. I would go as far to say as this, mate, that uh, they will not only draft a safety, they will bring in a veteran as well out of free agency. Because they got to. Because at the moment, their only safety is Donovan Wilson. So you got your box safety, who's playing free. But, Paul, hit us away. We're finishing off the show with paying the bills, mate, and we'll get out of everyone's hair. Yeah, um, yes. So we will start off with our uh, senior or main sponsor, uh, Cowboys Experience. Hit us away, Paul. Yep, sure. So if you're planning on going to a Dallas Cowboys game next season, be sure to go and check out Cowboys Experience 
the ultimate game day and experience for meet and greet tailgate and also the game day experience where you get to meet former Dallas Cowboys players and cheerleaders alumni and also current players within the NFL uh, Dallas Cowboys roster. And uh, working with, and me and Jamie are pretty much best examples. We've been with, with Cowboys experience multiple times on our trips over to Dallas and honestly, you get treated like royalty. But if you are planning on going, be sure to use the code UKCowboys and you will receive a free gift. And if Rich can actually finish that off for me, for our usual. <laughs> Don't be a clown. Get free stuff. Yes. Okay. And also as well, don't forget to go to silverfx.co.uk to get UK Cowboys merch. Uh, and as we say every week, Ooh, send us that. your photos and your pictures when you go. I've got my stuff in already. I am not wearing it because we wear. I keep pointing the wrong way. Keep wearing. You've got to wear the sponsor. <laughs> yes. You are uh, just all think, coordination off tonight. I'm off just, today. Because we're... Obviously, because Rich enlightens all of our lives, I, I think we should ask Barry to put um, an, an extra code in there, so if they use two, and then the, the, the second code should be chocolate pudding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we do Sorry, not Rich. talk. There's two rules. <laughs> uh, there's two rules of UK Cowboys TV. You do not talk about chocolate pudding, and the second rule is you do not talk not about talk chocolate about pudding. chocolate fucking pudding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next week, guys, we are looking uh, further down into the draft. Offensive prospects only next week. The week after, Paul's favourite defensive side. So join us next week where we look from top to bottom, rounds one to seven, all the offensive prospects. Well, not all of them, but the ones really that apply to the Cowboys. Uh, We'll go through them, look at the offensive prospects. Sure. Discounting the, the the quarterbacks because we've done an entire episode on that. Um, but apart from that, guys, enjoy your weekend. Stay safe. From myself, from Paul, Jamie, and Rich, we'll see you all next week, guys. This has been UK Cowboys TV. Catch you later. Thanks.